Hi, this is Todd, and you're listening to The Ducan Show. Yo, check it out. A whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast during culture kids, where the concept of the Ducan is the, the corner shop where the top We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You tuned in to The Ducan Show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. The Ducan. Welcome to your tribe. All right. So for those that don't know who you are, Todd, who are you? I'm Todd Reese. I'm, I'm an architect and I'm also a writer. And for the last 16 years, really, I've been observing the city of Dubai, largely from afar, but I've spent a lot of time in Dubai. For a few years, I was living for half my time in the city. And I, like many architects, my work brought me to the city the potential of new projects and that sort of thing. I was working for an international firm based out of Rotterdam called OMA, and they were starting to get lots of temptation to work in the city as architects. And so I, I came along not to actually work with or, or schmooze with clients, but I was there to, to look for context and to understand you know, what we were asked to work with, uh, what kind of context we were supposed to be working in and, um, you know, a lot of times commissions came with the idea, oh, you can do whatever you want. There's, you know, there's nothing here. So you can, you can go as imaginative and creative as you want. And my firm was very much thinking no, that this can't be. We really need to understand the social historical context right. in which we were being asked to work. Yeah. So with that, I, to, to be very quick, uh, to finish your, uh, answering your question, OT, that I, um, was asked, we worked on a couple of books called Almanach and Almanach 2. We actually did the first exhibition at the, at the Venice Biennial about uh, cities of the Gulf, including Dubai, which I think is something to say this year since the UAE won the gold, Golden Lion this year. Yep. And then I started a book called Showpiece City, which came out last year, which I worked on for 12 years. And Congratulations. Wow. Yeah, thanks. It took 12 years to write. It's a better book because I took the time. And, and then in the, toward the end of working on that, I was in touch with people at Archimil about the idea of, of working on an exhibition with some of the color photographs uh, that I'd found along the way in, in writing. So it's, it's fair to say you're an architect and a researcher as well, because like the parts where you're focusing on, on knowing the history and the heritage and how that plays a role in architectural development, there's a, quite a lot of research to go into that. Yeah, certainly. And I think you have to be kind of wily about it, you know, yeah. kind of look for where you find your your evidence and your your kind of hints of of the of the past so you know when official archives are, are rather limited yeah you have to you have to look for other ways and i was very lucky so i i came across the work of john harris so he's a british architect who people in dubai will know him from the world trade center yes. tower mm-hmm. yeah and he's also uh, drew the first town plan for the city oh i did uh, not know that yeah, 1960. Wow. Yeah, so he has a very long uh, kind of, a lot happens within 20 years with the Harris firm uh, in this city. And that that office, that firm had a kind of wonderful supply of photographs, documents, which I, for many years, went to London to look at. Hmm. So in this world that we operate in, most content, books, anything to do with the city of Dubai gets published really fast 
because the demand of the average consumer of content is your, our attention spans are short and we want a oh, great idea and we want it now. So tell us about the choice to take over a decade that luxury and that privilege of research and time. I'm sure there must have been moments where you're like, why am I, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> so can you tell us about that journey and, and why you chose to give it so much of that time, which we don't have these days, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, it was a luxury in many ways. And in other ways, it was complete torture yeah. uh, to, to do. I mean, you know, no one pays you to write a book. Uh, well, they, some people get paid. I but mean, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you don't really like you had to have you had to find other ways to, yeah, to put food on your table. And so, yeah, I took teaching jobs. I took uh, conference jobs, research jobs that helped me get access to archives, to come to Dubai, to work in Dubai, to live in Dubai for at times. And also, you know, I think, it, and it, this is for any city, if, if you're going to go out and write a book about a city and specifically its urban history, you need to get to know it well. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and take the time. And, you know, when I had set out to write this book, I thought, oh, maybe a year, maybe a two. And if that book had come out, I mean, I would be really embarrassed to talk to you about it. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. And by the way, that's such a Dubai thing. You're like, I can give it a year or two. And then like 12 years later, you're you're still, you know, you're still here. And so I think there is something like metaphorically kind of really true about that process. And so can you tell us how did the, the, yes, there's the book, but there's also part of the reason we really wanted to speak to you is because of the work that's currently on exhibition at Art Jamil. Can you please tell us about the journey, you know, getting there and what can people expect when they arrive at Art Jamil to see the exhibition? I approached Antonia Carver and Ernst Katan at at Art Jamil maybe two years ago, three years ago, mm. uh, because I had these color photographs. So the book Showpiece City is in black and white, and these these photographs had helped me so much to to describe what it would be like to walk through Dara in 1977. I mean that wow, you know, I I could literally tell you physically what streets looked like and oh. what walkways looked like, and so they were very excited about it. As, as an idea of, of working with, because, you know, it's a, it's a contemporary arts center, but they're very much invested in, in, in being in, in Dubai. And so, yeah, the, the great thing about the exhibition is it's the first thing you'll see uh, when you come. We place the exhibition in the center's lobby, which I like to say is my favorite room uh, at the art center. Why is that? Um, well, if you recall, as you're entering the, the center, you're also looking outside toward Dubai Creek. Yes. Yeah, which has this amazing vista, right, of the creek, which it's really difficult to get such a, a view of the creek. And for me, that was really a moment of, of kind of representing this, this major drive recently in the city to, to return to the creek in different ways. Yes. And so we mapped the exhibition out in a way as if as you walk toward the creek, you're also walking into the past uh, toward the 1970s. Wow. Um, so it's almost a kind of continuation, as if you're coming in from Sheikh Zayed Road, you're you're continuing further to Dubai Creek, and then you turn around and you're in the kind of what we refer to as old Dubai. Yeah. yeah. And in the distance, you'll see images of construction at World Trade Center. So really, it's not just the gallery presenting itself at Art Jamil, but rather it's quite experiential. Like you're it's quite sensorial, right? Where, you know, you're, you're, the creek is there and that space was chosen for that experience to be brought to life. 
That's amazing. Absolutely. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. I love that. So we have a nice map from uh, 1955. It's a plan to engineer Dubai Creek. And it's been beautifully kind of rendered by artist uh, Mohammed Khalid on the, on the windows. And so you're looking through the plan and then through the that creek. you see the creek as this kind of, yeah, it's a discussion about the fact, you know, we look out and we think, oh, well, that's nature, that's water. Yeah. But it's actually an engineered piece of infrastructure. And so that's kind of sets up the theme, <laughs> one of the themes of the exhibition. That's How wonderful. And I think that's one of the things that I sometimes, I've been here for 14 years. And so I, I sometimes contemplate, you know, the, one of the big, biggest criticisms that sometimes we hear when people come to town is, oh, it's all man-made, you know, it's all just made. And for me, that's what makes it magical is that we made this, that it is constructed to be a place where we live, a place where we can co, you know, cohabitate and, and have, many, many multicultural experiences. And so I think maybe I'm excited to go and see this because I honor things that are man-made. Obviously, there's nothing like nature, but right. that's not where I want to live. I want to live in man-made spaces. You want to live in a city, you know, yes. not yes. in a forest. <laughs> yeah, well, some people yeah. do, but that's just, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I love urban spaces. So yeah. one of the things I wanted to ask is, what, is, what was your process of curation? So obviously, I'm sure of 12, 12 years of, you know, some torture, some love, some, you know, it, it brings so much to the fore. How do you decide what ends up in this beautiful experience? I think you know, it wasn't that difficult, I have to say. I mean, maybe, as you said, like it, because I spent so long with the material. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that I wanted to point out to you is that, you know, it's not just photographs that we're showing. So we, we've, we've put them into light boxes. So they're uh. backlit. And that's really representing uh, that there are slides. You know, there's, this is this, what is now an ancient form of photography. Right. I gave a tour to university students. None of them knew what, what a photo slide was. Right. <laughs> uh, which made me feel old. It does um, age us. <laughs> You're like, this is yeah. an analog Instagram post. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I had to say, this is what we had before we had JPEGs. <laughs> really right. this kind of yeah. compact form of an image. Right. But the slide has this amazing kind of palette of colors, deep blues, bright mm -hmm. yellows and oranges and reds. And working with Archimiel, we really had to get, we wanted to put these, you know, in the light boxes and, and make them kind of project their own colors. Yeah. Um, and that took some time to, to get it right. It also has uh, had a maybe a, an influence on the images uh, we selected through the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, literally, we light up the space uh, at night and also during the day. How wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. it's really lovely. If you come around, the best time to come is like 3 to 5 p.m., you know, just when the light outside is, is getting a little more toward dusk. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Okay. Now we know where, where to Now we know when to go. But I also feel like, you know, I, I imagine, is, is there so much more that, how much more content wasn't shown? What's mid, like, what couldn't mm -hmm. have been shown? Obviously, there's a finite amount of space, a finite amount of light boxes. Like, <laughs> how, how much was, is missing, if you will? Yeah, I have hundreds more photographs that, wow. that could have been, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's also part of the curation. You know, what kind of story do you want to tell? You don't, you don't yeah. want to just kind of, you know, vomit in a room. Yeah. You, you need to give the, there's, there's at least some kind of a narrative so that people have a, at least a way to begin creating their own narrative. Yeah, and to uh, digest that information and, you know, take it all in, really. Yeah. 
And those other hundreds of images, I mean, are there, can we still experience them? Can we see them someplace else? Or is that sort of like a private collection? I think it's in the vault. It <laughs> feels it's like they're in, in the vault. And it's in a vault somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know? I sit in my secret room every day. <laughs> Uh, well, there are a couple of places. One is the book Showpiece City has a lot of, well, it's all black and white, but is a really rich collection of, of what I've found. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, a companion publication, a collaboration between Archimiel and Hot Books, mm -hmm. um, which includes the 58 on show and includes up to 100, I think, more images as well. Uh, you can get, I think right now that's, that's about it um, okay. in terms of what's out there. Is your book available here as well? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, uh, Archie Meal Bookshop. Yeah. Golf Photo Plus. Wonderful. Also stocking. Yeah. And so. Kinokunia. Shout out. Oh, and can you. Kinokunia as well? My, my hangout. <laughs> <laughs> that's where, that's yeah. where I hang out. Nice so. bookstore. Nice bookstore. It's wonderful. It and shout out to Golf Photo Plus. They do a lot of great stuff. Yeah. So actually, something that we actually haven't mentioned on the show before, although we've had like Jamil Art. Um, you know, center on projects discussed on the show. There's a bookstore there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bookstore yes. with great with great stuff. And, a beautiful collection. You know, and I think that's another part of what we forget is that, you know, the, the archive of our city is currently being built. This is happening now as we speak. Todd, how do you feel about oh, in your 12 years of experiencing the city and also living it through the archive? What does all this change? What's all this madness about? <laughs> like, what is all this about? <laughs> How does that make you feel? Do you have any thoughts about the dramatic, fast movement of the city? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, one of the points that I've tried to make in, I mean, my focus for the last several years has really been on the, the history of the city. And some of my writing has looked at contemporary conditions in the city. But I think one of the things that I like to point out is, you know, if you go online, there are all sorts of kind of, you know, social media platforms where you can find old photographs of Dubai. And it's often, they're often there kind of, there's some nostalgia there. There's, there's some sort of pining for what used to be. Mm. Uh, and, and there's this assumption, assumption that, you know, things are different now. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, there is change, obviously, like there, you know, to a ruthless degree, Dubai embraces change. But I think, you know, my position on it is there are also things that stay the same. Yes. And as humans, you know, we are the ones who who weave the past into, into the present. And we're the ones who, you know, whether we're finding photographs or whether we're reading books or, or talking to people, we're the ones who bring, keep the past coming, continuing in, into the future. And that's for better or for worse. Um, and one of the things that I, you know, there are some historical documents in the exhibition. And one of my favorite is uh, from a, a supplement that Dubai municipality published with Anahar newspaper in Beirut oh. in, in mm -hmm. 1971. And, and there's an advertisement in the, in the supplement made by Dubai municipality that says, Dubai, the bridge between West and East. Ah, in 1972? Wow. 1971. 1971. So, yeah. Well, so, a, prophet, yeah, a prophecy, if yeah. you will, you know. And it's also, you know, it, it's, I, that's also something so cheesy uh, that I often see in kind of English language press about yes. Dubai. Yeah. And here we have the municipality itself already in 71 selling itself. Um, and so that's, you know, 50 years of, of city selling, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> which as far as salesmen go is a really, is a really long time. That's commitment. You know, but there you go. I think it's, it says a lot about, you know, I think people it, right now, because we have the internet, the brand of Dubai is seriously getting pushed in Hollywood, in mainstream feeds, you know, all across the world is yeah. a very specific brand, a destination in the Arab world to come to. But the reality is if you live here for more than a year, you're, no matter what happens, if you decide to dig, you're going to go right back to those 1971 roots. It's absolutely that bridge, but it's also this place that's a port, you know, the, the city by the water where everybody came in. Long before I think the visions of skyscrapers were there, this place was where you came to make right. a life, you know? And I, I really deeply honor that. I do, you know? Yeah, I mean, to, to the credit of the ruling families and all the visionaries that at some point made the call to say that we are that city, right? And to be able to stand in a desert and see where this is going to, where this could go and where it is going to go. And the beauty about it is that to the point you mentioned about, you know, we're weaving the past into the present today. When we do look back into the past, those ripples are there. Like yeah. These decisions that were made then clearly mark that that's the that's the direction that we're headed in. Yeah, but those are the ripples that carried people like me over the ocean to, yeah. to come here, you know, and I, I think I, I feel like very deeply that's a part of the architecture of the city just as much mm -hmm. as. So just a question, Todd, like architecture, is it just the buildings? Architecture, is it just the buildings? No. I mean, well, uh, yeah, I mean, you're kind of getting to the point too, I think there, Reem, where it's not just the buildings themselves that attract us. It's also the proposed buildings uh, that attract us or, 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 or that catch our attention. Even if we know that they're probably not going to happen, you know, like yeah. think of all those underground <laughs> and underwater hotels that we've seen, all yeah. the spinning towers that we've seen, and they're, they're ridiculous. Um, and somehow we, we let those fictions play in our head and, and they're kind of synonymous to other fictions yes. that we, that we let pass through us, you know? Um, but architecture, you know, is also maybe from another angle is, is also kind of getting what you were saying earlier, Reem, about, you know, human made cities. I mean, there is a, a notion in D Dubai for better or for worse that we're living in what we have created. Mm. And whether those are interiors or exteriors or the linkages between spaces, transportation, public transit, the metro, all these things that, that we understand in, in Dubai as designed and as, as planned, you know, they're also the things that we live in. Um, and, and in Dubai, there just seems to be a heightened sense that these are things that we're responsible uh, for putting on the planet, we as human beings. Yeah. Where sometimes that gets lost in older, you know, cities that can claim an older history. Yes. And I, I stress here on those that claim an older history, you know, like New York or, or London or Rome or, or Beirut. We have this kind of sense that there's something kind of achingly old, ancient that, that we're inhabiting, which also is a kind of forgiveness to human mistakes. Ah, uh, yes. You know what like, I mean? Forgive like, me, it's, forgive it, it's creaky. <laughs> yeah, forgive right. it for it is moldy <laughs> and time has <laughs> ravaged it <laughs> you know um and yeah. i think you know i give it the privilege yeah. that it has like the privilege of age but also and the grace you know and the grace of that but i agree to the point that you know for today i celebrate 
that what it is man-made and you know I want to celebrate the process so can you please let us know for our listeners if they want to come to the exhibition between now and March where and when and what should they do sure off center on stage Dubai scenes from the 1970s is the name of the exhibition and it's up as you said until March 21st it's free and open to the public uh, it's open six days a week at Jamil Arts Center and yes, six days a week, except for Tuesdays uh, between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. And as we mentioned, all you have to do is open the doors and all of, and in the lobby, you're already in the exhibition itself. Wonderful. And yeah. I can't wait for Fe- February is my favorite month in, in Dubai because there are clouds in the sky. And That's I would true. love to go and just see Experience the it. creek and the clouds and the exhibition. So if you are listening and you would like to go, this is absolutely something, you know, to honor the city and its history yeah. and all things man-made, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and our existence in them. Uh, please visit, you know, the, please visit the exhibition anytime. Thank you for kicking it with us today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast at to stay up to date with all our conversations. Also, if you don't mind, hit us with the five-star rating, leave a comment, let us know how you feel about the show. That way, it could also help others find the show. And be sure to share it with your friends and family, whoever you think can benefit from it. You can holler at us on all social media platforms at The Can Show. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could drop us an email to hello at thecanmedia.com. Salam.